the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, Pastor, doesn't science disprove the Bible? Isn't Genesis just a fairy tale? Is God for real? Did he really create everything in six literal days? Didn't God just use the Big Bang? Why is there death and suffering? Really believe the Bible? Didn't man evolve from apes? For answers to these questions and more, stand by for Believing the Bible. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzadel, all directors of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. We are here to reassure you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. In a previous program, we asked this question before, and we're going to ask it again today. Why does creation science matter? You will get from a lot of people, and point of fact, I hear this when we talk to people about bringing in a speaker or a film or anything else to a school or to a church. Well, you just need to preach Jesus. Y'all are too controversial, and you don't need to be doing any of this. And so I'm going to throw that question out to you guys. Why does creation science matter? Terry? Well, I guess maybe to, to some people, it doesn't matter. That's one of the categories we have here. Some people, it doesn't matter. You know, they just accept the Bible and ignore and dismiss uh, or do not even see all of the Darwinism that is out there. My wife is mm-hmm. one of those. Right. The Bible said it. That's the end of it. And don't confuse me with anything. And no more discussion. Right. Go ahead. Right. And I think that is generally the older generation. Okay. But then there's a lot of people out there, and I'm one of these people people. There's a lot of people out there that do see that there's a big conflict between what the Bible says and what they're seeing and hearing everywhere else in society. They know that what they're being taught everywhere else in school, movies, TV, magazines, on the internet or whatever, they know it just does not mesh with what the Bible says and they're being taught everywhere else that they can't really believe the Bible. And so they either tend to just throw the Bible out and they become non-believers. They don't believe the Bible at all or they tend to and they leave the church or they they compromise the Bible and they say, say, okay, well, the Bible's just meant biblical creation account is just allegory or poetry or whatever. No relevance to their life. Right. So they compromise and maybe they stay in the church. Well, so what does that mean? The, the people left in the church, the people that are left running the church, are people that either don't see the conflict or they've compromised the Bible. These are the people left, and so they're saying, what's the problem? Why do we need to teach that you really can believe the Bible? Yeah, what I run into a lot, and I also talk with a lot of people with ICR, with, with AIG, and with CMI, is that they run up against people who are not even open to the gospel. They're not open to the gospel because 
the Bible has already been proved wrong. Science shows that there is no God and all of this kind of stuff. That's because God doesn't show up the way they want him to, like right now, and they can't touch him. That's a true statement, but before we can even teach the gospel, preach the gospel, witness to them, we have to get past that wall of disbelief. Carl, what do you have? Well, there's several things to consider here. What if are the heads of several different scientific principles throughout the ages did not take the Bible as God's written word, did not take it as inspired information? I mean, look at Matthew Mari, who found the paths of the sea because he read Psalm 8 and believed God when it was mentioned and the fish followed through the paths of the sea. So if Mari just thought, well, it's just poetry and doesn't really mean anything because it's not really inspired, would he have ever discovered the paths of the ocean currents that decreased the transit time across the oceans, even though it increased the mileage traveled, it decreased the ocean voyage time of his day. Isn't that from basically the United States part of the hemisphere to, to England or to Europe? Well, it, is, it mostly centered in the Atlantic, but eventually the Pacific was also examined in the same way with notes in the bottle. That's where the old notes in the bottle came from. <laughs> but, you know, if Johannes Kepler decided that the Bible wasn't worth reading and he didn't want to think God's thoughts after him, how much would he have discovered about the universe? What about uh, George Washington Carver? If he never thought there was a God that was worth listening to, would he have ever asked God, what is it about the peanut? Would he have ever explored it? Didn't also God basically, when he was running around doing something, God kept appearing to shove him down in the mud or something like that, where he discovered several other things that went along on scientific theory? Again, he asked God. Right. So his first step was to believe there was a God. And if he thought there was no God because the Bible was simply a book of stories and fables and myths, he would never have done the things he did. True. And likewise, Louis Pasteur. Mm -hmm. He is the one who proved that life generates life. And if he did not believe what the Bible said, would he even have studied that that issue? He would have just accepted what people told him, that mice come up from dirty rags in the corner (laughs) and maggots come from rotten meat. He wouldn't even have questioned questioned it because psh, God doesn't know anything. Wasn't that God's the pre- there. presumed idea at the time period? Over the years, yes. Okay. You're listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzadel. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A.org. <laughs> they were talking about, does creation science even matter? Why do we get into it? And all of that kind of stuff. And Carl, before the break, you were making a, a real good point about, well, what if the <clears throat> scientists, the great scientists of the past had taken the same tack, had not been interested in the Bible, would they even have been led into the researches that they have and they did? Let's shift that and talk about the effects upon of our society because of our unbelief. How about junk DNA? Junk DNA, except that's been basically disproved at this but point. But initially, it's what the, the evolutionary thinking yeah. that the Bible is wrong, there is no God, and that therefore, if there was evolution that happened, there would be a lot of junk that would accumulate in our DNA over the centuries, over the millennia, if you will. And thus, when the Genome Project first found that there was only a small amount of the DNA in a human being that was used to code for genes, and about 98% of the DNA did not seem to code for any specific genes, and therefore was uh, just leftover junk from our ancestors, and it stopped scientific progress for several decades 
because no one wanted to investigate junk and spend money doing that. It was a deep belief in their faith in evolution because if, if all the DNA is is a product of random mutations, of random combinations, then most of them shouldn't work. Right. And therefore, that's what they believe. The ENCODE project, when it came together and tested and showed that more than 80% of this supposed junk codes for real information, for real computer programs that tell the DNA what tell the cell what to do, really debunk that. But we weren't open to that as a country or as a culture or as a world because we've thrown away the Bible. A question I was trying to get to earlier. We have in this country in the past 60 years aborted more than 63 million babies. If we deeply believed in the Bible as a culture, would we have done that? No, absolutely not. And the abortion is basically killing a person when you abort a child. Okay, now, but now you're in some circles, you'd be called hateful for even saying that. I understand that. No problem. Again, the point is, how do we get past the mindset that the Bible doesn't count, that God doesn't exist, that all that everything in the Bible is, is mere fairy tale, etc. We are trying to get people's attention to even be able to talk about these type of things with creation science. Creation science does not save someone. It is the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is his sacrifice that saves us. But before anyone will even listen to that, they have to be able to get past all of the indoctrination that this culture has given them through our education educational system, through our media, and through the culture itself. Well, it's just like how in the book of Acts, we see how (laughs) Peter had excellent response to the gospel of Jesus Christ when he spoke in Jerusalem shortly after Pentecost because his audience were predominantly Jewish and had all of the information about Genesis and all the other pointing to a coming Messiah. Paul, on the other hand, had only dribs and drabs of people who would believe, and he had to start from scratch because he was preaching to the Gentiles. Therefore, he had to start with Genesis, as in his Mars Hill exposition. He says, you have an altar to an unknown God. Well, let me tell you about that God. He created everything. And coming from that standpoint, in other words, he started from Genesis chapter one to point to the need for Jesus coming to earth. And therefore, a need for people to be saved. He was gifted in dealing with people in in debate, obviously, to say the least. But he and used, also he, he used a, the, the, it was the technique he used. In right. other words, the, the mechanism. He went to an, a totally unbelieving culture, which is what we are gifted with now. Unfortunately, <laughs> with our current educational system that has excluded God, we now are back to that same culture that Paul was addressing in his several missionary journeys. As I say, as a well-trained Pharisee, he probably had a lot of perspective on things and be able to align things up and then discuss them in a particular way that he would address whatever He was the questions. original creation scientist. That's exactly Terry, right. in your opening, you laid out three classifications of people who believe, don't believe, or semi-believe. One of those was, as I identified, like my wife, people who just believe God said it and that's it. So are there people out there who actually need to hear this message of both creation science and the gospel and folks you ought to be able to identify who they are who are they our kids our grandkids our nieces our nephews the millennials generations x y and z the people who are listening to media today they're so indoctrinated so overwhelmed with all of this stuff about we're brighter than we think we are that we've got it all figured out that there is no god and we control everything we can do what we want to do that is the product of this whole mindset. And actually, it's probably the focus of why Satan set up this whole debate. Because if there is no God, then who
who rules your life? Sure. You, I do. You do. Now we're turned over to our own desires, be they greed, sex, or whatever else. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. <laughs> in those own eyes. Sadly, that's mentioned in the Bible so many times because we turn it over. And what happens to a lot of those places? For example, like Israel, three times for the dispersion or diaspora, at least, along with several other things. Yes. Why do we do creation science with SABSA? We do it because to get the gospel out, we first have to get through the walls that society has built, and they've built them out of pure rebellion to God. We recommend that you check out Terry Reed's book on his website at Why Should You Believe? You can get access to a whole range of Dr. Carl Williams' books on Christian historical fiction on Amazon.com. And we also recommend Scott Lane's new book, What If God Wrote the Bible, which is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and everywhere else. Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. Sabsa meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of Jones Maltzberger in Thousand Oaks. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to this show anytime by going to the AM 630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm I'm Scott Lane, and for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzville, thanks for listening, and we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.